Welcome, everyone, to another edition of At Wits End, the podcast Quick Wits does at the end of our Quick Wits show. And uh, tonight, uh, everyone kind of left us. Uh, it's, uh, got a nice little intimate feel here. A little yeah. intimate with Three uh, Musketeers. My, got myself, Bob. We got Alex. We got John. And uh, it, was our, it was our Love Fest show tonight. Mm-hmm. It was. It was, uh, that was a lot of fun. It, it's cool. We had a huge crowd, but uh, that happens when you do two-for-one tickets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As an owner, I have to go, wow, huge crowd. Half the money of what we saw here. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was good to be there. And it was a good show. I liked the, uh, liked the little love twist that we, uh, we threw in there. Uh, it was funny. Lauren was helping emceeing a lot. And his whole thing was, you know, worst Valentine's gift. Worst, uh, you know, he was a, Oh, yeah. He was on a worst yeah, kick, yeah. wasn't he? Bummer. Have you guys had a worst valent- uh, bad Valentine's? Yeah. Um, I had a Valentine's date that I saw my date about 10% of the date. It was a group date my freshman year of college. And the person I asked was really hyper. And so she just kept bouncing from person to person. And uh, eventually I just sort of lost her. And and I just went home. (laughs) Wow! So you didn't even uh, finish the Valentine's date. Yeah, I I uh, didn't. I don't know where she went. And so it was a group date. Where did you go on the group date? Uh, It was one of those BYU ones, and so it was just sort of to a some BYU dance. And so Uh... once we got to the dance, she was dancing everywhere, and eventually I just got tired and went home. Wow, that's uh, I've got I, I've got a bad Valentine's story, but it, it's a big one. I'll save mine till uh, till afterwards because it, it just it's a longer. Thing. Well, I've got a bad date. It wasn't necessarily on Valentine's, mm, okay. but uh, there was this one time where this girl and I met online. We were texting back and forth, coming up with a plan to meet up, go out to see a movie. I. Uh, Asked her what movie she wanted to see. She told me the movie, the time, the theater she wanted to go to, everything. It was great. Show up, buy the tickets, wait. I wait forever. She never shows up. No text, no call. I try giving her a call to see if, you know, maybe she's in trouble or something. Nothing. I go up to the counter at the uh, the theater to see if I can refund my tickets because the movie's already like 30 minutes in at this point. And the guy looks at me and he's like... You're not the first guy that this has happened to, you know? <laughs> it's just like, is this a common thing? And he's like, yeah, maybe once or twice a week we see this happen. And I was just like, man, that is some, uh, that's some evil stuff going out there. All these women just not showing up to dates that they plan. All right, all of you, uh, get, gather around, gather around. Mm, yes. we, uh, we, need to, we need to have a serious talk. It's uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to be a lot of guys left. You know, with uh, with no shows, girl leaving early, we have to be ready. We have to be there for them. Absolutely. I mean, uh, this is this is the way uh, this is the way I wanted to run this restaurant. I wanted to make sure that uh, that we're we're there for people. I've uh, I've uh, made sure I'm, I'm I'm ready for lots of hugs and lots of crying. I've good. got a lot of shirts. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, lots of shirts because man, you don't want to get that stain on you. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Uh, I, I've I've put you on uh, suicide watch. Okay, yeah, I will watch for suicide, and I will assist if they need it. No, no, I don't think you can understand. I, I need you to make sure it doesn't happen. If you think someone may be getting in that suicidal range, I need you to stop it. Okay, I will stop the suicide, and it will be a murder. <coughs> 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 
I, I, I don't think you're quite getting what I'm saying. I, I, I don't want anyone dying here in the restaurant is what I'm kind of saying. So out back. I take them out back and then I give them a murder. It'll look like a murder-suicide on themselves. We're both killing them, but it's outside of the restaurant. We cut to later. This guy has obviously been fired from the restaurant, and he's now got another job. He's uh, working at a uh, at a pet store. All right, so uh, we've got uh, these dogs here. Uh, cat. Uh, uh, what what animals are you good with? Um, snakes, scorpions, uh, those turtles that bite a lot. Uh, yeah, you can take care of the snakes. I, I'd uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, make sure that they're fed. Oh. So you want them to have like a last meal or... Um, wait, I'm sorry? Hey, hey Steve, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you're talking to the new employee. I, I don't know what's going on, but there are... Um, this is so... I don't know how to say this, but there, there are a couple dead dogs back in, in the back. And uh, I don't know what, how they, that happened. Hey, uh, new guy, uh, didn't I have you on the dogs this morning? Yeah, you told me to take care of the dogs and I took care of them. Wink. Did you just say wink out loud? No, wink. Are you? Well, hold, hold on. Hold on. When, when you said you took care of the dogs, you 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 fed them, you gave them watch, let them go to the bathroom. You, you brushed I, their hair. I killed them. I, wait, hold on. You killed our dogs. Yes. Why? Uh, where I'm from, when someone says "take care of it," that means take care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, take care of something. Like, you, you want to take care of things. Yeah, like... Do we have your name on record? Um, probably not my real one, no. <laughs> we cut again. He's been fired from another job, and he's he's now uh, now stepping up to, to, to his next job. He's working as a, uh, uh, a priest at a uh, wedding chapel. Dearly beloved... We are gathered here today. Hold on, hold on. Where's my wife? Here. No, I. We're not supposed to start until my yeah, wife comes in the room. As, as his best man, I mean, he, she, yeah. he's supposed to come down. Supposed to come down the the aisle here. She, she's kind of like she's under the aisle right now. Right. the The dressing rooms are underneath the. Uh, no, she's underneath a, us. Above the dressing room, below the aisle. In the bathroom? In the floor. What did you do to my wife? Someone said, can you please take care of the bride for me? Yeah. And so I murdered her and <laughs> hid her in the floor. You see, where I'm from, when people say, please take care of something, that means, you know, take care of it. Wink. <laughs> did you, why, why did you just wink at me about my dead wife? Well, I was just trying to make sure you understand that when I say take care of something, that means murder it. Technically, she's not your wife. Yeah. I, uh, I mean... Yeah, thanks for uh, being such a great best man I there. Just, I, to I just found out. out my wife is dead and you're getting me with semantics. Fiance. Did, but, uh, <laughs> I still need to marry two people. Are you too open to it? My wife is dead, man! I know, so you're available, right? How about your best man? Is he, he the kind of person you want to marry? We cut to a few years later. He has somehow risen in the ranks of politics and has now reached the highest office in the land, 
and uh, is uh, making his inauguration speech as president. My fellow Americans, when I say that I will take care of the drug problem and I will take care of the veterans, I mean it. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> wow. I like that you say wink. <laughs> and you actually winked for those listening. I did, yeah. You did, it was yeah. A, a visual experience. I kept wanting well. to go to where he came from, <laughs> but I didn't, couldn't think of where that. <laughs> so I had a date that. Uh, this girl came over to my house. We were going to watch a movie. And about five minutes into the date, she gets a phone call. And uh, she takes it. And she's still in my room. And she's talking with the person on the other side of the phone. And she's like, wait, I'm sorry. What, where are you? I can't. You're, you're muffled. I'd, no, wait, you broke into your ex-boyfriend's house? And you're <laughs> hiding in the closet? And he just walked in? And you want me to try and come and get you without him knowing that you're there? And this this conversation with her lasted about 25 minutes. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, at first I thought, okay, she's trying to, you know, play this off and try and just leave because she was not interested. But a good 25, 30 minutes of talking to the person on the phone until finally she hung up and she's like, I hate to do this, but I've got to go. And then we never went on a second date. That was uh, that was our uh, thirty-five minute date. Did she? Wow. So did she explain every single thing her friend was telling her over the phone? Back well, to I her mean, friend? I I sort of small, you know, yeah. shrunk it for you know. It was it was a good half hour of trying to calm this girl down who had broken into her ex boyfriend's oh. and. <laughs> was trying to get out of there without uh, getting so arrested. <laughs> she, she was in the room and the boyfriend had come and she was... She right, was so she so she had broken into her ex-boyfriend's house, right. um, was apparently looking for something, and then her ex-boyfriend came home, so she hid in the closet, and her ex-boyfriend just stayed home, just was in the bedroom, <laughs> and she was just in the closet for apparently a good hour and a half before talking, talking on the phone yeah, i feel like that's more of a text situation <laughs> yeah, that, that's where i was going with this it's like hey you might want to you might want to you know be a little more uh, conspicuous but yeah so it was a lot of wait speak up oh yeah you can't speak up okay <laughs> i think that's really how the uh, plot to taken originally was going to start yeah yeah <laughs> She was talking to her dad for a half an hour under the bed and you know, just kind of to have him grab a can you give me the the serial number on the bed. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll tell you my, my story mm. as quick as I can. So this was um, so a few years ago. I was on a job in, in Lisbon. I was doing a shoot there. And um, it was I was going to be coming home on Valentine's Day. And I was going through uh, I was going through a separation with my wife at the time. And just really just kind of just really kind of depressed i was having a tough time it was valentine's day i was coming home from lisbon and i thought my flight th this flight had been booked a couple times and i had written down like one of the older times so i thought i was leaving at like 10 o'clock in the morning it turned out my flight left at six in the morning so when i showed <laughs> up i i even showed up way early to help a friend with uh, some gear 
showed up at 6.30, my flight had taken off, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, what am I going to do? And they're like, well, you have to, tomorrow, you can take the 6 o'clock flight tomorrow. And I was like, I, I just want to go home. I wanted to go home and see my kids. I was kind of really sad. And finally, they got this flight for me that I can leave. I was going to have to have a seven-hour layover in Paris at the Charles de Gaulle. And uh, I was going to land in L.A. about midnight. I still wasn't going to get home until the next day, but I was going to be earlier. I was going to have to land in L.A. around midnight. I'd take a 6 a.m. flight out of L.A. and get home, you know, whatever, 8 o'clock, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. So I do that. I go to and I'm thinking, well, at least I'll, I can at least uh, check my stuff. I can go look around Paris for a few hours. But it turns out it's like this torrential downpour. I mean, just... <laughs> Terrible. So that at least at least got a kick out of that going, yeah, screw you lovers that came to Paris for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so I sat in the airport for seven hours. I get in the thing. And uh, I land in LAX. And it's about midnight. And I've got this, uh, I've got a room, but I carry a lot of gear with me. I've got my camera, my tripod, my, this one, I think I even had some lighting, but I had, uh, and I had my luggage. I'm carrying, carrying probably about 150 pounds of various stuff. And uh, I get there, and the guy, I'm saying it like the Radisson or something like that, and he goes, uh, and I go, hey, is there a, is there a shuttle? Because it's one of the airports, uh, you know, hotels nearby. He goes, yeah, the, you, can, you can take that shuttle right there. It'll take you right there. I go, oh, great. And the guy starts going, okay, and this stops for the Renaissance. And I go, hey, which, which one's the Radisson? Well, we don't we do the Radisson. We, I'm like, oh. Crap, well, how do I get to the Radisson? Well, we don't have, there isn't a shuttle that takes you there. But I'll tell you what, and he's pointing to a sign. I can see the sign. It's, it's right there. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can walk that. It looked like it was maybe a block or so away. Turns out that was the sign that's near a freeway to tell you that there is a hotel somewhere nearby. <laughs> Turns out it's, it's a, it was a mile walk for me toting this, all of this heavy gear. I'm already having a horrible day. And I get to the hotel, uh, by the time I get there, it's almost one o'clock, and I just, I'm really just going to get a couple hours of sleep and head out. But as I'm walking to my room, the, the people right across the hall from me having loud, loud sex. I mean, just really, and I'm already depressed about my, where my love life is going. Loud, loud sex. I was like, ah. I get into my room, and I, I really, I wanted to just have a drink uh, to, you know, um, I had some some tea with me, but I wanted wanted a cold, so I went and got ice. As I leave, they're still having sex. I get ice. I come back. <coughs> they finish with this huge crescendo, and I really I almost wanted to just applaud, uh, you know, right there at the door. But I went, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go in. So I finally I get my drink, and I I'm okay. I'm I'm not tired enough. I've I've settled down enough that I can I can go to sleep. I'm still just having an awful day. Start to fall asleep. The couple in the room next to me oh. now starts having incredibly loud sex, almost like they're doing it on purpose just to scream. And I just remember this is like the crappiest Valentine's Day I've ever had, just all of this stuff. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a one little story of, uh, of me and my world travels and having to deal with crazy sex everywhere. Hi, Jeff. Uh, thanks for coming to our house. Uh, no, no problem. No problem. Uh, we, uh, you know, we're. We're glad that you came to dinner. Yeah, no, it was wonderful. Your your wife's a great cook. Uh, it, we just uh, we have a problem. You well, see, well, uh, well, sure. What can I do? Uh, we we find that uh, we can't we can't be intimate uh, together. Uh, me and my mm -hmm. wife, unless mm -hmm. uh, our friend stays in the other room while eating dinner. Oh. Um. So you're saying you just, I just, I have to be in the next room eating dinner 
for the two of you to be able to have sex? I mean, we really want to, you know, make our relationship work. And I, the only thing that really gets us going is knowing that people can hear us having sex really loud. Uh, and you're, you're more than welcome to be in the room with us if you'd prefer that. No, no, I, I think uh, I... Man, is there another option? Uh, I mean, I really appreciate, you know, you coming over and and having dinner with us. I I feel like you're just, you're the, you're the best, you know, my best friend. And, and I really feel like, you know, this, uh, I really wish you'd spelled this out a little bit better. I mean, dinner invite. I didn't know that. I mean, I I love your wife's cooking, but I didn't know I was going to have to eat it like that going on. Well, I mean, you want our marriage to succeed. I I do. I do. I, I, I love you both. Uh, uh, and you know the door is on a, a timed lock. It's still got two hours before we can even leave the house. I wow! Well, I, so I'm I'm now prisoner here. So it doesn't matter what I do. I'm gonna. Oh, have to, I mean, you know, you could, I guess, jump out the second story window, but I I don't think that I, you would. No, you know what? Hey, you know what? Okay, well, what what's what's for dinner? Maybe at least uh, is it something oysters? So. I've got to eat these slimy oysters while listening to the two of you um, going at it. It's an aphrodisiac. I know. I know what it is. I know. It's just, I just, oh, good. Oh, look. Can we? Okay. Let's just. Uh, what 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 room is it you want me to be in? Um, uh, you can be just as long as you I are just, hearing us. I, we need verbal confirmation. All right. Well, no. So you're in this. I, I guess I'm I'm in this room here. Yeah. Okay? You know. Just right. uh, we're gonna we're gonna have very loud, passionate sex. And we need yeah, you I, I, about every five to ten minutes to just let us know that you're still there. Every five to ten. How long am I supposed to be eating oysters in this room? I mean, we, uh, you know, we're uh, longevity type of people. The doors are unlocked for two hours for a reason. Two two hours. Okay, this is some sort of tantric thing, kind of. Okay, all right. You know what? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Who? Good on you guys. I'm glad. Uh, Glad you found something that works for you. I'm, you know what? Uh, let's uh, let's uh, shuck some oysters. We cut to this man. Uh, he's uh, doing a job interview uh, for a big tech firm. <laughs> uh, and uh, what are your qualifications? Uh, I'm a good listener. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, I think that's uh, that's good. Um, I uh, whew, I can keep a secret. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I, um, um, I can, uh, I can eat oysters for two hours. Wow. Oh, fantastic. All right. Well, uh, can you give us a time where you might have had to put all three of these, uh, skills of yours into practice? Mm. Yeah. Well, I could, but then I'd be giving away the secret. Ah, <laughs> okay. Uh, plus I'm never talking about that event again. Well, now... This is a very prestigious job. Well, that's why I want it. And and we're sort of you know sort of like a frat here almost. And, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. sort of there's a, an initiation process. Initiation for a job. I I, I mean you know we got to know that you are willing to be a part of this team. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a team player. I want you to know I'm a team player. What uh, what do I have to do? Uh, we need you to stay in this room. Frank and I over here, we're going to go have sex really passionately in the next room. Uh, Frankly, okay. you're uh, it's funny we're both named Frank. I thought that was <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, 
But uh, your skills that you listed off are exactly the skills we need in somebody mm. who can sit here in this office and listen to us in the office next door having very loud sex. Suddenly the door opens and uh, an HR representative comes in. And he's excited at first that maybe HR will say this isn't going to happen, but the HR person just wheels in an entire tray full of oysters. Are you guys ready for the oysters? I... Is this the guy who's going to listen to you have sex with each other real loud? Uh, I really, uh... Hi, my name's Brian. I'm with HR. Would you like an oyster? Uh, sure, Brian. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I would love the... And a good listener. Most people think I say Ryan, but it's Brian with a B at the beginning. They're different names. No, I, yeah, I heard that, uh... It's uh, we 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 cut to the guy. He's finally gotten through all of this, and and he's now uh, he's now found true love on his own, and he's got a bride, and and it's their honeymoon, and they've just entered the honeymoon suite, and he's very excited to. Uh, <coughs> uh, hey, honey, I'm very very excited about. Uh, I, I love you. Uh, you're great, and. Uh, I just got to tell you, after all I've I've been through in my my life, I' so excited that uh, now I can enjoy some some intimacy. <laughs> well, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how I've waited to have sex with you until we were married. Well, yeah, and I respected that. I still respect it. Well, I need you to still wait. What? What do you mean? You see, I I always imagine that. That my wedding night would be special. My husband would yeah. be in our hotel room. Yes. And yes. I would go next door to another hotel room with a nice man. What? And we would have really loud sex. And my husband has to hear it. What? I've dreamed about this since I was a little girl. All of a sudden there's a knock on the door. Sup, bro? How's it going? It's room service. <laughs> We got your uh, your oysters here. You no, uh, no, ordered, not oysters again. You ordered uh, about what five hundred oysters, man. Five hundred oysters. You're gonna have sex for a long time, aren't you? Eh, eh, eh. I, I wink. <laughs> Did you just say wink? Seen. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> poor guy. Aww. You should see what I was gonna. I was going to. Uh, like the first couple, I was gonna say he's in a room and there's nothing but pictures of the of the couple <laughs> in sexual positions around the room. Oh, but you guys, oh, uh, you, you guys took it away from there. But I was just gonna, <laughs> you'd have to sit and just stare at these pictures. <laughs> he's hearing that. Oh, oh my gosh, I want to oh. film that scene now. So uh, I have another interesting breakup story. All right. um, I was 19 at the time. I was dating this girl. Uh, six, seven months maybe. Um, and she broke it off, uh, with some, you know, lame excuse, like I'm not ready to be in this serious of a relationship or whatever. Right. And, um, the whole time we were dating, she was constantly texting this guy. There's just a friend named Darren. And, uh, then, you know, maybe a few days after we break up or whatever, we're still friends on Facebook and I see that she's now in a relationship with Darren. Mm. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, no. Uh, then a few weeks pass, and I guess things go south with Darren. She texts me, apologizes, asks if we can get back together. 
I'm 19 and stupid, so I say yes. Of let's, course. Let's get back together. Um, and we're together about a month. Things are going pretty great. Uh, it's April Fool's Day at this point. <laughs> and we're debating on what movie to go see. I wanted to go see uh, Casa de Mi Padre with Will Ferrell. Mm. And she wanted to go see some Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you picked the movie last time. Please, let's go see the movie I want. And she's like, well, I don't want to see that movie. I want to see this one. And I was like, well, I don't want to see that one. And she said, well, Darren would have taken me to that movie. Oh, wow. And I said, well, then Darren can take you to that movie. And I put her in my car and I was driving her home. And the whole time she thinks it's like an April Fool's joke. And she's like, this is not funny. Are you really going to take me all the way home for some April Fool's joke? And I was like, this is not a joke. And she thought it was a joke all the way till we got back to her house. And I said, okay, bye. Please don't ever talk to me again. And, uh, yeah, so April Fool's Day was, uh, that's a weird time to break up with somebody because wow, yeah, they don't take really it very know. seriously. <laughs> we, uh, we cut to a, uh, a hospital and, uh, a man has been waiting for his, uh, test results for a long time. He's, he's very, he's sweating it out. And, um, the, uh, doctor, uh, doctor comes in, uh, with a very grave look on his face and doesn't even want to make eye contact with the, the guy for a little while. Um, he finally takes the moment and looks up from the chart and finally uh, talks to him. What's, what's the prognosis, Doctor? Well, uh, Mr. Johnson, it, it's not good. Just, just tell it to me straight. I can take it. You have the C word. Like the swear word? I guess in some circles, cancer could be a swear oh, word. Oh, gosh. Oh, I've got cancer. No. I can't believe it. The man is distraught. He he already starts to break down and cry. And, and he's looking around and all of a sudden he notices on the calendar, it says April 1st. He had forgotten all about the uh, date. Of course. It's April Fool's. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good one. That's an absolute, oh, a gem. Absolute. Oh, where's Sharon? Sharon put you up with this. This is great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you uh, you caught on there, Mr. Johnson. It's definitely not cancer. Mm. Uh, but your kidneys have failed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, you, you're the, ribbing me quite the well. The nurse comes in. She's, she's shocked that he's laughing at I've come to ready to take him to surgery. He's, yeah, did you hear? My kidneys have failed. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've got an operating room ready. We're, we're hoping to try to get a donor as quick as possible. If we can't get a donor today, then you, you, you've already explained to him that he's he'll die if we don't. Oh, I'm him. sure you do have an operating room ready, Doctor. Why is he? Why does? Why is he laughing? Well, uh, it's April Fool's Day. I. Told him at first he had cancer as a way of what? like April Fool's joke, make the kidney thing like a softer blow. The, the kidney is actually worse than the cancer at this time because he's going to die. Almost I love that you two are you keep going on about this. I mean, this is this is great. Keep it up, keep it up. I love it. We cut to the doctor talking to a potential donor. So, uh, Larry, can I call you, Larry? Yeah. No, I. Uh, I, I got a call that I, I have a you know a rare uh, blood type, and apparently you, you you need a kidney to save a man's life. 
That is correct. Yes. I mean, the guy, the guy's got to die unless I, I give him my kidney. I mean, sure. I... Wait a minute. Is this an April Fool's Day joke? Did someone, someone? Oh, you know what? Did did Steve? Oh, you know what? I just because I've got this rare blood type every April Fool's Day, I always get this call, and then the doctor gets me, and he's about to put the scalpel, and he goes, "April Fools!" <laughs> you know, the, it, the other guy comes in the room. Oh, he got you too, didn't he? <laughs> what? Are you, oh, are you supposed to be the guy that's going to yeah, die. I'm supposed to die today. Oh, <laughs> wow! But you apparently, were... you've got my blood type. Wow, that's how ironic is that. <laughs> Yes, I guess uh, it is April Fool's Day. Yeah, it is. I'm a fool. Um, but uh, we just wanted to make sure you're okay with us giving this man your kidneys because, uh, not because of just your rare blood type, but yeah. we also found out while drawing your blood that your white cell count is high and you have cancer. <laughs> yeah. You got me with cancer earlier. This guy, this guy's a joker. No, Don't worry man. about it. Don't worry about it. You can go home. I'm going to go home too. Nothing's going to happen tonight. That's just, uh, this is this is great. We cut to Mr. Johnson's house. He comes home and uh, his roommate's sitting on the couch, just uh, watching some TV. So it turns out, yeah, I uh, I'm supposed to have uh, rare kidney. I've got kidney failure. Oh, that's that's a. That, why are you so happy? That's April a Fools. <laughs> Oh, did you just get me with an April Fool's joke? Uh, oh, yeah, so the you... doctor got me with an April Fool's. They, they they even brought in some sucker that said that had like my rare blood type, and uh, apparently he was supposed to give me a kidney, and uh, so now I'm back here. I mean, great, great this, April Fool's joke. This seems very elaborate. Why would anyone go to this much trouble? And because April Fool's you're... is hilarious. Your color doesn't look good right now. I mean, I feel pretty weird, but I'm sure it's just something they gave me. It must be an April Fool's joke. They must have given me something. He passes out, and uh, the roommate quickly calls 911, and they, they get him over to uh, into an ambulance. And they go to the doctor who was there at the beginning is, is there and ready. And they, they wheel him quickly into an operating room. And once they get into the operating room, there's nothing's there. Nothing's set up at all. Uh, it's... He was supposed to have this already, but there's nothing there in the operating room. Now, uh, Mr. Johnson, I see you're awake. Mm, yeah, what, what happened? Well, you passed out. Oh, <laughs> must have been whatever you gave me. Yeah, about that. So I told you you had the C word, not the swear one, um, to soften the blow about your kidneys not working. About my kidneys not working. Wink. That is correct. Because you see, I'm not really a doctor. Oh. I'm sort of a, a guy who does a bunch of jobs. I go from job to job. And uh, I walked in here in a lab coat hoping maybe they'll let me be a scientist, a doctor, something. Hey, Steve, and did you take care of that patient we asked you to take care of? Oh, I'm in the process of it. <laughs> Suddenly the, the clock strikes 12 and 12.01. It's no longer April Fool's Day. Hold on, it's it's not April Fools, and you're still here. Correct. Do I? What's that I hear in the other room? I, is that loud sex going on? <laughs> of course it is. This is what happens here at a hospital. Yeah. Um. About that. Before I can take care of you, 
wink. A wink. Uh, you have to sit here and eat a bunch of oysters <laughs> and listen to very loud sex. I. I guess uh, sort of that, a last that's, meal situation. That's my lot in life, I suppose. Bad thing is we don't have oysters. We just have kidneys that we've taken out of people. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> the irony. And <laughs> <It> scene. <laughs> <laughs> Way to tie it all. What a small world we all live in. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that, that was like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know, man. It was uh, it was crazy. <laughs> felt like Joss Whedon had his hands in all of those things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just crazy oyster sex winking stuff. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you guys uh, doing a little uh, at wits end with me tonight. Uh, we start our. Uh, Laugh Olympics next week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But um, we appreciate you, whoever you are that is listening to us. Wink. <laughs> Wink. We hope someone is listening. <laughs> Wink. And uh, if you do, uh, get on uh, get on uh, iTunes or wherever you get it and rate us. We'd like, to, <coughs> we'd like a little review to uh, let us know that you're out there. Send us an email. You can always do it at uh, just uh, go to qwcomedy.com and uh, send us a message. To let us know. And come out to a show. Who knows? You might get a chance to uh, to be on the stage with us, or at the very least, be a part of the podcast. But uh, right now, we're going to sign off. Uh, go ahead, guys. And uh, so tonight we had Alex and John, and I'm Bob. Cameron was in the back uh, listening, like the super fan he is. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, Alex, will you take care of him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you want to go outside, Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> We may or may not have Cameron back next week, but we hope to have you for another edition of At Wits End. 